0: In today's episode of The Andrew Haynes Show, we sat down with Craig Warzeka, the GM of the Bradenton Marauders. Craig joined the Pirates Marauders in 2015. As general manager, he oversees sales and marketing efforts for Pirates Spring Training and the Marauders, while also playing an integral role in the daily operations of Lee Com Park, a native of the South Amboy, New Jersey, where Zecca moved to Florida to attend the University of Tampa. His career in baseball has included stints with Lakewood Blue Claws, minor league baseball headquarters in St. Petersburg, and the Philadelphia Phillies. And now, a word from our sponsors.
1: Every live event is filled with moments of excitement. LiveSource is a new game-changing app that allows you to create auctions instantly during these moments, as the crowd's excitement is at a fevered pitch. Oh, Imagine, after spectacular moments, you could remove any item from the field of play and place it into a live auction in less than a minute while the game is still on. Imagine the fans in attendance bidding on and winning one of a kind memorabilia and experiences from that event while the event is still going on. Live Source handles the heavy lifting so that there are no limits on what can be sold or when it can be sold. Auctions can be created in less than 60 seconds, at which time the app immediately notifies fans to start bidding, determines the winning bidder, and arranges payment and delivery moments later. Excite your audience with highly shareable moments. Motivate more fans to attend your event, increase revenue. With LiveSource, it's as easy as one, two, three.
2: And it really is easy to use, live source. So if you're out there, check out LiveSource, uh, LiveSourceApp.com. A lot of teams throughout the country are using it. It's it's a great tool, especially now, too, during COVID. Um, not being at the ballpark or at the arena, you know, it's a good way for teams to engage with uh, with the fans. So today, we're back with more baseball executives. So we've got Craig Orjeka with us. How's it going, Craig.
3: I'm great, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Appreciate well, it. Well, I'm
2: I'm glad that uh, we were finally able to connect. Uh, Craig is with the Bradenton Marauders, uh, which is the Pittsburgh Pirates um, team, and that's spring training as well. There, right? Correct. Yep. We do spring training here in Bradenton as well. So I I've been to the complex. It's a pretty cool complex over there. The training because the training center is not by
3: the stadium, right? correct yeah it's about three miles away pirate city where we have our whole uh it's complex damn hotel and everything (laughs) i did a tour in there the one time it's pretty nice it is cool yeah 83 dorms and pretty uh you know all the fields obviously and all the other player areas so it's pretty pretty cool unique complex how many times have you had to sleep there
2: because you just been working so much that you didn't want to go home (laughs) Honestly, a few, quite a few times. Yeah. I mean, that's at least it's better than sleeping on like the couch in the office or
3: something like that. So that's true. That is true. Some early morning tarp pulls and all that fun stuff.
2: Man, I got lucky when I was with the the Fred Nats up there because everybody kept talking about the, uh, the tarps and like, oh, we got to pull tarp and stuff like that. And I was like, well, like, is that ever like, do executives have to do that too? They're like, yeah, everybody does. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. But I got lucky. I Absolutely. did not have to do a tarp. Um it's not that bad. Everybody says they kind of like it in their own little weird way, but
3: it is kind of a weird thing that's like good team building in a way. It's kind of yeah. fun in a in a weird way. But I would uh, say it'd
2: be fun yeah. maybe like once or twice, but like every day makes it
3: makes it tough. But yeah, the summer in Florida, it's 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 not it definitely becomes, uh, it gets old pretty quick. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would bet. And especially that time of year,
2: cause it rains every day. So is that something you literally are doing every day
3: there? Um, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, if we have a homestand, particularly like July and August, I mean, there's, there's days where we're doing it multiple times throughout the day. Like you might do it during the afternoon and then, you know, right either right before or even during the game and then sometimes post game, leaving it on overnight. So Wow, um, it's a it's 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 a challenge for sure. And it's probably. I mean, do you have a pretty good sized staff? We do, yeah. Um, you know, we've had had some changes and stuff like that. Um, but we we kind of do. You know, like you said, it's all hands on deck when it comes to the tarps. So. <laughs> but right. we make it work. So,
2: kind of, how did you get involved in sports? Where are you from? The Bradenton area?
3: No, so I'm actually originally from New Jersey. Um, Came down to Florida, went to the University of Tampa, um, which just pretty on a whim, to be honest with you.
2: Campus, by the way, I love that campus.
3: It is, you know, I really loved it. Um, It was a great experience for me. Um, Just moving, you know, a thousand miles away, um, basically at seventeen. You know, I didn't know anyone going there or anything like that. So, um, but you know, I loved, I loved the experience there, and um, you know part of the there's a few reasons why I went to Tampa, but part of it was honestly due to um, all the spring training facilities. Um, So I knew I wanted to work in baseball. So I was familiar with, um, you know, that being like a hotbed for spring training. So I figured, well, there's all these there's this grouping of teams, Probably I think it's like five teams within probably an hour um, radius pirates being one of them. Um, So that that definitely um, intrigued me to go to Tampa and it it worked out I my first job I got um, with the Phillies in Clearwater. Um, I started Were you
2: a Phillies fan like being from Jersey or
3: so I was actually a Yankees fan growing okay. up um, I was more like central more towards northern New Jersey so I wasn't in, uh, in, in the south by Philly there right um, but yeah I kind of got I guess got lucky with the Phillies I was freshman 18 um, started working in their box office um, you know part-time a few days a week um game days non-game days um just that was my first uh entrance into baseball and sports and um they really helped me uh you know gain experience and open doors for me and kind of one one thing led to another and then ended up uh down with the Pirates after I graduated
2: what was it about baseball that you kind of had your eyes set was it were you just a, a big baseball fan did you play
3: yeah I played um played all throughout you know growing up played in high school and everything. Um, I knew going to Tampa, I wasn't going to play at, at Tampa. You know, Tampa's a kind of a D2 powerhouse. Um, so I knew, you know, I wasn't going to continue to play. But I always I always just loved the game, um, you know, growing up playing. But also we used to go to a bunch of um, uh, major league and minor league games. We were we were pretty close to like the Trenton Thunder. We used to go a bunch, Staten Island Yankees, a um, bunch of games, even Lakewood Blue Claws, which I spent a summer working there, which was fun too. Um, but yeah, growing up, went to a bunch of games. I just always loved baseball. Um, I always, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. I joke that I don't even, I'm not even really a huge sports fan. Um, I don't really watch football or really? I don't really watch a ton of sports. Yeah. But just, there was something about baseball and I just, I really started enjoying like the ins and outs of it and, and more as I got into it, more of the business side, I mean, baseball for me,
2: it's like, I grew up in, um, like central PA so. You know, we would always go to Phillies games and then my grandparents lived near Scranton. So there was the Scranton wilkes Bear. And at that point, I think they were maybe Yankees affiliate. Um, and so I just remember like the fun times going to the ballpark, like, you know, as a kid. And it just now being on the business side of it, it's like you just look out there and you see all the, the memories that are being created with with people. And it's it's pretty cool. I love that aspect of it.
3: Yeah, it is. It's really it's it's a unique thing. And that's what I love about the minor leagues is, you know, it's more about obviously all the things going on outside the (laughs) outside the field and uh, making memories for for kids and families, which is uh, which is a lot of fun. So when you were with the Phillies, what kind
2: of stuff were you doing, you know, during your time there?
3: So started out really just box office, um, doing some phone, you know, answering phones, a lot of customer service, um, and then game days just really be working a working a box office window. So um, got my entry through the ticket realm. Um, I did that for I think three years. So like my freshman through junior years, I would just and it worked out well. You know, the the spring semester I would come come down and spring training would be gearing up for spring training, so I'd, I'd work that, um, and then. As I, I think my senior year there, um, I started just kind of delving out into, you know, helping out with some corporate partnerships, doing a little bit more of the, um, outbound sales for tickets, making, making calls, um, doing like marketing promotions, um, did some, you know, community relations going out, um, like street team type stuff. So they really, um, you know, over the years, as I continue to just keep showing up. <laughs> basically, <laughs>
2: like, uh, let's like, Let him do that too.
3: Yeah. It's like, you know, um, and Jason Adams who's the GM of the Threshers. He was the one who hired me and I, you know, I always expressed to him my desire to, um, to do other things. And he was always very receptive to that. So, um, it worked out really well. I was able to pretty much do a little bit of everything while I was there and, um, just build my resume, build my experience, build my network and connections. Um, so it, it ended up, uh, working out really well. Did you ever wear the uh, mascot? Oh yeah, absolutely. You (laughs) you have to, at some point in your career, if you don't, it's not right. Yeah, I was, uh, I was Finley, the mascot there. I I did it once for a summer camp day, um, probably about a hundred degrees and, uh, you know, kids everywhere. So that was, that was a lot of fun. Um and I I was a mascot in Lakewood as well, my summer with the the blue claws, which is a, another Phillies team. Um, so I yeah, I've, I've done uh you name it, I've probably done it at least once, if not, if not more.
2: I I've gotten into mascot maybe like once or twice, but anytime I will do it, it's like when the thing is like brand new. Like so I'm like the first one in, yeah. <laughs> you know, before it gets to uh before it smells like a like a hockey locker room or something.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. They they don't smell great, and uh, it's 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 not too much fun. <laughs> There's only so much Febreze will do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: Every live event is filled with.
2: Yeah, tough. To- <laughs> <laughs> tough to so, see out of there and everything. So yeah. So when you went to um um the Pirates organization, was that just was that kind of like your first full time gig or? Were you already full-time with the Phillies and that was just another, you know, a new opportunity for you?
3: Yeah, my first job with the Pirates was really my first, like, full-time role. Um, So I I graduated um, school in the spring and I ended up staying on with the Phillies for another, the rest of that season and then another full season. Um, Just kind of doing a, a mix of different things. So kind of not with an official title or anything. I was just helping out and doing things, which was great. I mean, it was really a great experience, but I knew coming out of that season, that was 2015. Um, I knew after that season, I was kind of ready to take the next step um, wherever that may have been. Um, and it just worked out. I mean, I, I definitely wanted to stay in the Tampa Bay area, um, you know, if I could. And um, I just I saw a posting with the Pirates. It was um, a sales coordinator um, job, which, just doing all sorts of, um, you know, various aspects of sales, but really, really was a group sales driven role. So got in there and just started selling tickets and, uh, and you know, just worked, worked my way up from there. But it was, it was a really good, really good uh, kind of first official role for me coming out of school. Did you kind of have an idea of
2: where you wanted to be? Like, you know, like, did you know, okay, sales is kind of my path? Or were you just like, I'll take anything? Like, you know, did that internship help you kind of figure out more what you wanted to do?
3: It did. Yeah. Cause you know, with the Phillies, I really did every little bit of everything. And I, I kind of just knew and from talking to people and seeing other people's paths, um, you know, my goal really was to become a minor league GM. I just really liked that path. Um, I liked kind of overseeing all the aspects of the business side. And, um, when I was in Lakewood, the GM there at the time, Jeff Brown, I kind of saw him and, um again at that point i was 19 so but that again i i didn't really know exactly what i was doing but just kind of see that was kind of like okay maybe that's you know the path i want to take and um i just i knew having a strong ticket sales foundation in particular um was going to help me go up the ladder um and you know looking at other minor league gms it's that seemed to be the trend that they were they had a strong ticket sales background, um, but also had a good, good understanding of the, the other aspects of the business as well. So, um, but yeah, it just, it worked out that sales in particularly group sales was kind of my really first entry point and um, I did pretty well there. And that led to, you know, a couple of promotions um, for me down the road.
2: What, what do you think helped with those promotions? Were you um, like, were you really hitting your numbers? Were you, you know, showing, you know, good leadership during that time?
3: Yeah, I think it was just kind of a combination of a couple different things, you know, doing well um, with sales, obviously, and, um, you know, just generating revenue, Um, but I think also proving that I had the ability and, and um, knowledge and understanding of the other aspects as well. Um, And then really, I mean, I always tell people, you know, luck is when preparation (laughs) meets opportunity, right? So I was just kind of right place, right time. Like it was just a natural fit for me to, you know, at first, um, I think it was maybe a year and a half in that role before I got promoted um, to assistant GM for the Marauders and then ticket sales manager. So I was, you know, managing ticket sales for both spring training and then and the Marauders as well. Um, And then did that for I think it was about two years Um, and then similar thing, um, our GM at the time. When she got, she got a great opportunity. Um, and I was kind of waiting in line and everyone, everyone, I made it pretty well known that that was what I wanted to do. You know, that was right. the next step for me and felt like I was ready to take the reins. Um, so it, yeah, just, it just worked out.
2: That's awesome. I mean, it, and it's, it's nice to see too, kind of like from your, your first, you know, full-time type role, you know, is to really progress up through, you know, the ranks and, you know, Just a quick few years, so you know that that goes to to show to your you know leadership and everything. How was that? How was like adjusting from being a sales salesperson to then being a leader? Because a lot of times, you know, just because you're a good you know salesperson doesn't mean you're going to be a good leader. Um, Like, how was that transition for you? I I know I struggled. You know, the first few years just. Just you know, kind of delegating, I think, was my biggest thing—trusting other people. But um, sure. how was that transition for you?
3: Yeah, definitely challenging um, for sure. Like you said, you know, you go from kind of worrying about yourself for the most part. You know, you're just you're you're more worried about making the calls and hitting your numbers and um, you know, focusing on your your clients and your your customers, right? And then transitioning into um you know maintaining that to an extent obviously at a a lesser extent of having you know groups and accounts and things to deal with but really um overseeing the team and um one of the things you know i'm still learning as as we go right like every day i'm
2: I'm 42 i'm still learning
3: so (laughs) yeah um and i but i think that's a really important aspect like i really one of the things when i got into that first kind of manager role was um I really enjoy like the coaching and the developing aspect. Um, I'm really big on like professional development, so really focused, honing in on um, you know continuous improvement, whether that be through you know we were big on doing trainings and mock calls and um, you know things of that nature. I think that's really important. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it and trying to help coach um, and, and teach a little bit and just try to make you know again trying to improve myself every day still, you know, uh, to this day, I don't think that will ever end, but, you know, kind of hope, hopefully helping my team do that too, and just trying to grow and learn and, and get better. So I really enjoyed that about, you know, that first um, manager role, but yeah, definitely um, a lot getting used to it, you know, learning on the, learning on the fly. Um, Definitely. Uh, it's always a work in progress, I think.
2: Yeah. You can never stop, you know, developing really in in my opinion, you know, it's, because things change with, with the times and, um, you got to stay on top of it. So it's good to, uh, good to hear. Do you got? Yeah. is your office at the stadium or is it over at the, um, training center?
3: Um, actually both. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of probably a more, uh, complicated answer than, <laughs> than it should be, but yeah, we, um, Depending on like what's going on and the time of the time of the year, um, obviously during the season we're we're based out of the ballpark, but at times during the off season, um, we'll transition and just kind of condense our ourselves um, over to Pirate City because um, that's more of a you know year-round operation as opposed to the ballpark. Just trying to limit some some stuff going on over there. Um, but yeah, we we actually tend to bounce around a little bit um, between a couple different offices. Um, nice. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. So
2: t- like, what's your role like? Because you have, you know, spring training, then you have, or is it, uh, advanced day still?
3: So actually we were high a, advanced day and now, um, going into next season we'll, we'll be actually transitioning to just regular class A or, or low okay. A. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah.
2: And so how, like, so what's your, you know, kind of calendar look like for you? Like, cause you know, that's a lot of games you know, mm-hmm. between spring training and that, and then I'm sure you have other stuff going on throughout the year.
3: Yeah. I mean, in a normal year, like in the past, you know, we're do- we're usually doing about 86, 87 home games um, between spring wow. training and the Marauders and then plus, you know, other events, whether it's um, <laughs> yeah, whether it's events we're doing at the ballpark or doing other like community events and things like that. So we're easily upwards of, you know, a hundred events um, if not more, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's unique. I mean, it's kind of all I've ever known, um, aside from my summer in Lakewood. Um, but I, I, you know, I joined there in May, so they were already, already during the season. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just like ingrained in me now that like, you know, I, kind of look, I kind of break my year into like three parts. So I have like my fall, like end of season to basically the holiday break, the new year. Um, you know, as you know, that's, it's, off season but it's that's heavy like sales like and sales time yeah <laughs> so yeah so you know the days themselves are, are very busy you know obviously you that's when you have your your nights and weekends off for the most part but then again I'm, we're just or me and we are just programmed like coming out the gate from the new year that like okay spring training is like upon us um so that time between the new year to opening day um is a lot of stuff lot of prep work going on and then you have your spring training game days that you're executing so february march you know it's a crazy four or five six week time period um and then normally we're depending on the year we might have two weeks between the last spring training game and the first um uh marauders game so um again a, a busy transition time where we're trying to turn the stadium over you know signage or um you know for example doing a video board uh rehearsal run through like there's there's certain elements that we're running during spring training but we're not doing during the s- summer and vice versa so um and then we get into the the season april um and then we're going 70 70 games and it's like a blink and then <laughs> you're done you're like well yeah then where did Exactly. And in September, we're normally, you know, just jump, as soon as the season ends, we're jumping right into planning for the next one. So
2: getting an IV and recovering,
3: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) what the hell just happened? Definitely important Uh, to get some, uh, get some rest in there for sure when, when we can. In a world where people are more aware and plugged in than ever, it's not enough to just have a
0: great product. Consumers are looking for brands they can relate to. That's where Egghead Creative comes in. Everything they do is powered by deepening the connection with your brand, and every time you do business with them, they'll build a bespoke team of highly specialized creatives designed specifically around what you need. For more information, visit eggheadcreativestudio.com, that's E-G-G-H-E-A-D creativestudio.com, or follow them on Instagram at
2: eggheadcreativestudio. Now back to the show. So with spring training and then the minor league team, so not all of you, so you're your part. You have different partnerships for those or are some of those like you sell for both?
3: Yeah, most of them are for both. Um, most of them are we kind of, you know, sell it as as a year, a year round for the whole season. Um, you know, there's some exceptions that are one versus the other. But um, yeah, most of our most of our partners are, are for year, year round for both seasons. So that, that works out pretty well. Who does the partnership sales? Is that primarily you as well or? Yeah. I mostly, I do most of that. Um, you know, we have some other uh, members of our team that, that help out and have their own accounts and things like that as well. Um, but yeah, we kind of do it by committee, but yeah. So what is your, like, what, what's
2: like a day look like for you?
3: Yeah. Um, probably depending on the time of the year, whether it's at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I always say like, there's no, no two days are the same. Um, but you know it can be a, a variety of things like working with our partners, um, staying in touch with them the, you know the ones that we have, keeping that communication open, making sure that you know now is uh, focused on deliverables and you know activation side, making sure everything's lined up for the season um, always you know reaching out to new business and perspective I mean that never ends uh, I think um, you know there's a ticket sales component um, you know, just being involved with what we're doing there, um, you know, community relations There, there's that side of things. Um, you know, I work, work pretty closely with, we have an operations and then concessions. Um, we run our concessions and retail, um, you know, ourselves in house. So, um, you know, work closely with, with him, um, you know, the the game entertainment, promotions aspects, whether we're planning or scripting, you know, working on that type of stuff and, you know, the PR and communication side of things. So um, a lot of balls in the air, you know, a lot of times. Um, there's a staff, the staffing component, obviously, whether it's um, our full-time staff or, you know, our part-time and and you know, whether we're preparing or working on training and things like that for them. So. Um, a lot of stuff, but it's, I think it all leads back to like serving people. So serving our clients, serving our guests, serving our partners, serving our staff. Um, that's what I try to hone in on like on a daily basis is like, we're, we're in the service business for sure. And I think serving others, that's, that's what serving the community. So that's kind of where I try to channel my, uh, channel my energy, but, uh, you know, there's all the admin side and, and the different things as well. And um, that goes on over the course of the year and course of the season too. Yeah, it's, it's all
2: of the above and, (laughs) and, uh, what as, as, uh, duties
3: assigned. (laughs) So yeah, during during the season, uh, I have several weather apps. So, you know, that become a meteorologist, uh, during the (laughs) season for sure. (laughs) It's another hat hat I put on for, for a few months, so. That's, that's got to be tough in Florida because of the how quick the weather comes in
2: and, you know, how it could be horrible five miles away and fine. So how do you manage that? And I, I take it, it's probably got to be a little different than a lot of ballparks, you know, up north or other
3: areas. It is for sure. Um constantly threat of like the pop-up thunderstorm that's gonna rain really hard for maybe 20 minutes. But if that happens at the wrong time, that could be uh pretty (laughs) pretty bad. So um yeah normally during the season like I constantly have a radar out up on one of my screens or I'm checking alerts or have it on um my TV or like it's always on. Um so it's for the most part like you get in the routine and just see you you start to see a pattern um you know we're pretty close to the gulf here so you can kind of see sometimes okay we got some stuff coming off the gulf like let's be a little bit more on high alert um but that's not to say that at any you know snap of the fingers like there could be a storm right above you that is on no radar <laughs> so yeah um out of nowhere it's crazy yeah the toughest part is you know right around game time you know if it's gates open you know we're still playing at 6:30, and the gates are opening let's say 5:30, and you know just that time period you got the pitcher starting to warm up and you know that doesn't go very well if uh we you know we don't plan that out properly so <laughs> that's uh once we get the game going normally get you know then it's a little bit more at that point obviously it's in the umpire's hands but we're trying to still give them updates um between me and our, our head groundskeeper um but yeah It's a, it's a, it's like a never ending, never ending challenge.
2: Do you have to cover the fields at the
3: training center
2: as well, or you leave those open?
3: Yeah. So I don't, and you know, in particular, I'm kind of more focused on, on the game days. They do, they do some tarping over there. Um, We have, you know, grounds crew at both complexes. So we actually, one of the fields at the complex is a turf field. Oh, nice. Um, so that is, helps, especially during the, the Gulf Coast League season. Um, those are more so day games and, and stuff like that. So they at least have that, but, um, but yeah, there's definitely some times where they, they tarp over there as well.
2: Yeah. Well, at least you're not having to worry about that as, as much. Uh, that would, yeah. that would be a lot. That would be a lot.
3: Exactly. Yep. Uh,
2: so What, what kind of advice do you have, you know, on, on LinkedIn, there's a lot of, you know um, students now they're, they're going through college, they're, they're trying to get into the sports world and, you know, any, any advice that you have for, you know,
3: someone that's looking to get into the sports, you know, world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, um, the networking piece is obvious one. I mean, especially via LinkedIn, like I, you know, I've always encouraged people, to reach out to me i mean i'm always happy to talk with people and i think that's really important um, just to talk with people and build connections build relationships so that's that's the obvious one i think everyone's aware of that but um i always and it depends on what path people want to take but in the minor leagues you know i always suggest having like a, a narrow view or a deep understanding of sales so i think having that as your foundation is key and really important um but then also having like a wide and narrow or um, yeah, more of just a wide view of like the general operation. Um, so I think it's important to have that blend of both. Like I think not to be so narrow where you're only focused on one thing. Um, I do think sales is that way to go because I think if you can do that and you could do that well, it's the most jobs. So exactly. Most jobs. And I think if you can, prove you know, that you can yeah, if you can generate revenue um, that's yeah, going to stand have. out obviously. Um, But then I I think it's also important kind of going back to what we said earlier, like, you know, be a mascot, um, do anything. I mean, help with the conceptions, like understand just the big picture too. Um, I think that's really important. So I always encourage people too to, even if the minor leagues maybe isn't necessarily where you want to be, that's a great place at least to do an internship or do something Mm -hmm. because for the most part, you're going to get to wear those hats and you can see, oh, I like this, or I don't like this, or, you yeah. know, um, and at least you can put that on your resume that, like, I always thought, I always wanted, if someone asked me, like, have you done this, whatever that may be, I would say yes. So <laughs> have you pulled tarp? Yes. Have you, you know, <laughs> been a mascot? Yes. Have you, um, you know, I did, I did, uh, I remember for Philly spring training, I did the camera operation for a few games, like on the field for like pregame ceremonies doing that. Yeah. I had no idea what, you know, what that was or how to do it, but, um, I just filled in, you know, as needed. So, um, but yeah, it's usually what I tell people is like those few things. is just, um, uh, you know, network, have an understanding of sales, have a general understanding of how the business and the operation in general works. Um, and then lastly, just continue to work on improving and getting better. You know, there's so much good information out there that's free. Um. LinkedIn uh, and podcasts and and everything. So just soak up the knowledge because yeah. so I think that's if you can focus on getting. I always say like one percent better every day um, from James yeah, Clear. I, know, um, I, I love that. I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of build up over, compounding over you know interest right there. <laughs> exactly. So those few things is what I always tell like students or anyone that I talk to is like some some tips to um, to just try to because it is competitive, you know, as you know, yeah. but, um, but you can definitely stand out and. It's a good career once you once you get into it.
2: Well and I think you know I think your internship with the Phillies has probably helped a lot in your career path because it exposed you to more than just one at one aspect of the business and you know it, especially now where you're you're overseeing everything um all those little um you know segments definitely help and a lot of times people don't know what they want to do. And it's a good way to say, okay, you know what? I, um, I suck at sales. I want to be, um, in operations or, or whatever, but I think it's a good opportunity for people to kind of really test things out. And I know for me, I always look like it's number one, if you're coming right out of school, what internships have you done? And, uh, it's a red flag. If there's no internships, then I want to know why just, you know, and there could be a valid reason, but um, get active, get out there. I mean, you know, it's it's a good opportunity to to meet people. And if you do a good job, I mean, you talk to other GMs in, in your league, I'm sure, you know, other people throughout, you know, sports. So, um, you know, if you do a good job, there will be opportunities out there for the most part.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I always tell people too, like if I talk to someone who's younger in their career, maybe they're even like, going into college or they're a freshman or sophomore. I I think it's because I've seen this happen too, where people wait to get their internship and they're a senior. Yeah. And then it's like, well, what's, so I always suggest like that part-time game day experience, like work in the parking lot or do any, just like get that, get that in when you're a freshman or sophomore. um, Cause then that's going to help you get that internship and everything is snowballs on on each other. Like you're going to get that, get your internship, get your job. Like, yeah, it's all all compounds from there.
2: Yeah, uh, that's what I like to see in your your background that you actually started that process early and and didn't wait till that senior year. Then, oh my God, I got to get a I need an internship to graduate. I can't find one. Uh, so, kind of a
3: little late at that point, you know. Then yeah. you're stumbling, and then maybe you end up doing something that you really don't want to do, or and then it just doesn't. Then you're not passionate, and you're not. um That's the other thing I always tell people, like. Um, there's a, uh, there's a, a printout that I have and it's, I found online, it's 10 things that require zero effort. You may have seen it and it just yeah. lists, you know, those things like oh, yeah. I'm an energy and and pa- like all those intangibles. Um, I think that's, that's a really key piece too, because you can't, you can't fake that. And it's, maybe it's not, you can't really put it on paper, but it's like, that's gonna, those are the things that when you, when you do land something, that's gonna, that's gonna make you, uh, make you stand out. And, you know, either they're going to promote you or hire you, or they're going to recommend you to someone else say, Hey, you know, I don't have a job. I don't have a spot for you, but you know, we're all, um, everyone talks right. And the sports industry, especially like in baseball, it's like a, it's like a family. So, yeah. um, yeah.
2: So what kind of promos have you been a part of anything that sticks out? That was like, you know, just like it was a, a home run or like one that was a strikeout,
3: like that just was really bad. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um done a lot over the years dating back to like my Clearwater Lakewood days. Um, and then with the Marauders, you know, some of the ones I well, probably one of my favorites that we've done is um, Margaritaville night is one of my favorites, especially being in Florida. Um, we had some really cool jerseys and really good band and stuff like that it just really fits with like the the Florida vibe. Nice. Um, so that's one of my favorites um star wars is like the you know that's like the everyday do you do the jerseys like the like star Wars jerseys or yeah we always do star wars jerseys we typically do several um theme jerseys throughout the throughout the season um fourth of july being another one um and then we usually do a nickelodeon night as well so we've done that the past couple years we did uh spongebob uh we did paw patrol um so those are those are fun you know for the kids like they get all excited to meet the characters and those jerseys are pretty cool too um so yeah those are probably some of the ones um that we've done we've done some um you know random like one-off one like we did you know superhero villain or Heroes versus villains night, I think is what we called it. Um, and some different things, having different characters and stuff throughout the ballpark um, and all that, all that fun stuff. Um, Faith night is a, usually a staple mm-hmm. um, of our promo calendar. Um, but it's, yeah, that's, that's one of my uh, probably more favorite things to do is to map out a, a promotional calendar and, you know, be strategic about the weekends and kind of loading things and placing things. It's kind of a fun, fun puzzle to put together. How do you get? how do you do that? Do you like is
2: it kind of like a all hands on deck staff meeting that, you know, you guys bounce ideas off of or is this, you know, kind of you, you come up with or a marketing person comes up with?
3: So how we've done it in the past is we would do a, a staff retreat after the season. And that would be everyone, Uh, all the full-time staff we would get together and we would cover pretty much all aspects, but, you know, we'd focus on promotions and theme nights would be a heavy focus of that planning session. Um, And at that session, we would really, we'd look at last year's calendar and we'd bucket where things fell. So do we keep it? Do we, you know, does it go to the uh, graveyard? Does it, you know, do we not continue it? Or do we tweak it like do we keep it but it's gonna need some adjustments so we kind of do that first so we decide what we want to keep and not keep and then from there we take in new ideas so we encourage everyone to at least bring one if not more ideas for theme nights so we take those in um so that's kind of the first phase and then the second phase usually we'll kind of let that marinate you know let people think for a little bit and then usually like the week or two after um, is when typically like myself and our assistant GM and then maybe one or two others we, we might pull people in kind of along the way but um, between me and our assistant GM is we're usually the ones who just kind of hunker down for it usually takes us a day usually it's like a, an eight hour process that we okay we start mapping out we take the Saturdays we look at Fridays kind of piece things together so um, it's it's fun like it's 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 challenging, but it's, it's fun when you see it like come to life and then things like, okay, that, yeah, that fits there and we can allocate this here and do this giveaway here. Um, so let's
2: find a sponsor for this and a sponsor for that.
3: Exactly. Yeah. yeah, It's kind of, it's a lot of, we, you know, have a big whiteboard and, um, a lot of color coding. And then then we start to try to build ticket packages based off of key days. And, um, things of that nature. So it all kind of fits together, but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a fun process. Yeah, no, that's a grant now for spring training.
2: You, do you do any promotions or is that more just strict, you know, baseball?
3: Um, we do a little bit. We, in the past, we put together a promo calendar, but it's very, looks very different, um, than what the Marauders one does. You know, Marauders we're focusing on, You know giveaways themes fireworks um things like that where spring training um we're doing some themes but it's you know it's it's just got a different feel to it like we obviously trying to integrate um our partners into certain days and certain initiatives that we might want to do um there's definitely community components um so using spring training as like a platform to um you know, raise awareness for some of our community partners and things like that. So, um, a little less on the giveaway. We, sometimes we do some give minor giveaways, but, um, it's probably less driven on really trying to, um, obviously we're always kind of maximize attendance, but, um, it's just kind of allocating resources a little bit differently. So we approach it, um, in a different way.
2: How is, um, the upcoming season looking for spring training and the regular season? When when does that stuff start? Or
3: yeah, a lot of it is um, still being worked on right now. So we're um, you know there's still some unknowns, but we're um, we're just trying to do everything we can to just be as prepared as possible um, for, for really whatever scenario <laughs> may may be thrown our right. way, um, and just try to try to be as prepared as we can be. So that's kind of what what we're um, what we're focusing on right now.
2: And I'm sure like COVID has probably made. You know, the operational side a lot different, too, with just, you know, making sure that, uh, you know, the safety is all there and, and everything.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, a lot of different enhancements to the stadium, um, you know, a lot of different obviously increased, um, you know, cleaning protocols and things of that nature. So um, but yeah, we're um, we're excited to get back. It was so it was so strange. Um We were like in the midst of spring training last year when kind of the world shut down and then, you know, going from that to, um, you know, thinking we'd have a minor league season that would, you know, obviously be delayed and delayed and delayed. And then uh, at whatever point in the summer that, you know, just got canceled. Um, So just a really strange year. So looking forward to uh, get some. Yeah, exactly. yeah looking forward to this year and then the future and just get this get this um this period behind us
2: i i usually i i like food okay i like to eat so i always like to find out like what are some of the good local
3: spots in your area for food yeah it's a great question um we have some really good restaurants here we really do um there's some that are downtown uh close to the ballpark within a few minutes, you know, a couple of miles. There's a main street. You have, um, Bricks, um, Oak and stone, um, is one of our partners as well. Great pizza. Um, they have a, it's actually part of a new hotel right on the river Manti river. They have a ground floor restaurant, um, with a bunch of taps. Um, and then they have a rooftop bar, um, and great pizza and great food there. Pure 22 is another one right across the street there. Great food there. Um, I, know I'm, I know I'm missing some here, but uh, Anna <laughs> Maria Oyster Bar is a great one. They have several locations throughout kind of the Manatee County area. Um, great food. So yeah, a lot of great, a lot of really great restaurants in the area. That's what I love about Florida in general. There's just, there's,
2: you know, so many different options. And where I grew up, they're really like i was not exposed to like much outside of like normal american food there was just not a lot of options and so i live in central florida where mm-hmm. you can have anything you want um here which is cool and you got you're not far so some yeah. great stuff there too
3: exactly i don't eat seafood really which people are like cuz yeah, i don't either <laughs> <laughs> We're right by the Gulf and like, I, you know, obviously the seafood's great. So there's a lot of great places like near the beach. Um, you know, Annemarie Island is probably 20, 25 minutes from us. So a lot of great restaurants out there as well. Um, but yeah, people always are like, you live right there and you, you don't take advantage of the seafood. Uh, so, yeah, oh. I, I'm the same way
2: my wife uh, and kids. They they love it. Every now and then I'll have a little, but not uh, not too much. I like steak. <laughs> other stuff but yeah yeah same here so what's you know I mean what other goals you know do you have you know career-wise I mean you know you're you know you've reached you know GM you know really young you know and you still have a long career ahead of you is there any other like aspirations that you have you know down the road
3: yeah I've thought a lot about that um you know and I I really enjoy the minor league side where, you know, I'm running a team. I really like that aspect of it. Um, but I also like where we kind of get the best of both worlds with having the big league and the major league side for a short short time, but it's it's there too. So you get to taste that. So I really like the Florida, you know, environment. I like the spring training side. So nice and warm. <laughs> yeah, it's warm. Um, there's just a lot of advantages to it. So yeah. I mean, for, you know, a lot of those types of reasons, like I really don't see myself going anywhere um, is what I always tell people. And, um, you know, I, I honestly, re, I honestly, I didn't see being a GM probably as young or even it was funny when when I got hired, our assistant GM at the time hired me and he, he told me off the bat, like he asked me what I wanted to do. And I told him, you know, be a minor league GM. And he said, well, you know, I'm not going anywhere and our GM's not going anywhere. Like, just to tell you up front like this is probably a you know couple year thing for you and then you're gonna have to you know (laughs) if you want to move up you're probably gonna have to go somewhere else so you know I was like okay that's fine you know I was fine with that but it worked out differently but um yeah I don't know I mean um you know I've thought a little bit more about the the major league side um you know of late and maybe that's something I want to explore down the line. Um but I think it's just gonna come down to if an opportunity, you know, comes up, um, yeah. um, you know, kind of all depend, I guess, case by case, but um, I, I, I really enjoy the business side. So if I you know, I, I enjoy ticket sales and the corporate partnerships. Um, so I think if I were to maybe go the major league route, it would be in one of those areas or, um, you know, perhaps at some point, like overseeing those sides of the business for for a big league team, but um, again, I'm a baseball guy. I don't I don't see myself going to another sport either. Um not to that's a piece of advice I usually say not to do. Not, <laughs> not to like limit yourself, but yeah, at the end of the day, I don't well, really but see y-
2: you want to go where you're passionate because yeah. you're gonna enjoy what you do. And you know, I know for me, I just I don't really feel like I've worked. You know, I'm 42. Like I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm just every day I I went to the office or whatever. It's, it's what I loved. Like, I, Mm -hmm. like I don't like to sit around on a weekend and do nothing to be honest with you. I'd rather work. Um, so I always tell people, follow the passion too. You don't want to, you don't want to dread what you're doing. And especially in this industry, if you have to work, you know, all those hours and, and, and put everything in definitely enjoy
3: it. It'd be weird to like, you know, I've thought about, or, pe- you know, I've know people that work in football, for example, and they're like working, you know, what is it? Eight or 10 games. Right, yeah. And it's like, Are you jerks. <laughs> that's so weird. I couldn't even imagine like now, you know, you just, again, you get so programmed, like yeah. okay, it's a new year, come back spring training. And it's a grind. Like you just, you're so, that becomes so ingrained, which is why, you know, this past year was so weird. It's just, that's like part of your, it's like it's programmed in you that like this is what you're supposed to be doing. So it'd be really weird, I think, just doing something different. Have you had like a chance
2: to go to like Pittsburgh for any games? I know that the seasons kind of overlap, but like have you had an opportunity to go there or, you know, if they're playing in Miami to kind of check out the parent club?
3: Yeah, we usually go to Pittsburgh at least once a year. Um, We actually do a, a partner trip up there. And then, you know, there's been some other times where I've gone up um, for some meetings or different things. So it's been really cool to go up there. Um, I've probably been up there maybe six or seven times now. Um, I've been with the pirates for just over five years. So um, i nice. hoping to get up there for the playoffs at some point too, but no, that ballpark is just, um, is amazing. Um, it's, it's, it's really one of a kind. So yeah, um, it's, it's, it's got such a nice look with the city
2: and everything.
3: Yeah, it's a great city. I really enjoyed uh, my trips up there. Usually, they're you know weekends or a few days at a time, so I don't spend yeah. a ton of time up there typically. Um, but yeah, it's I always enjoy going up there, especially in the summer. I was gonna say, um, as long as it's not, like,
2: that winter <laughs> up there sucks, like
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm i don't used to ever. this
2: warm weather now. Like my body just is used to this. It's yeah, tough, exactly. Like,
3: I think it's snowing up there, so.
2: Yeah, I see every all my friends uh, and family are posting photos. It's uh, yeah, looks great on photos.
3: That's exactly. about it. <laughs> exactly. But uh, but yeah, no, no. It's, been, it's been really fun being able to get the opportunity to go out there occasionally.
2: No, it's it sounds great, man. It's just it's great to kind of see you know your progression and you know I definitely think that's such a cool ballpark, and then the the campus you know not too far away. Um, mm-hmm is cool so yeah. keep up the good work it was great great getting to know you here um but uh, let's definitely keep in touch
3: yeah sounds good i appreciate it enjoy the conversation and uh, thanks for having me
0: hey podcast fans thanks for listening to today's episode of the andrew Haynes show if you enjoyed it be sure to leave us a review on apple Podcasts. if you have any questions be sure to reach out to andrew on linkedin we'll see you next time